Welcome to Voices of CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders. I'm your host, Kate Platt, CFMA's Marketing Manager. This month, I am joined by CFMA's 2022-23 Chairman, Tom Borgia. Tom is the CFO of J. Raymond Construction in Longwood, Florida, and he's a member of the Central Florida chapter. Tom, thanks so much for joining us and making time to chat. Kate, hello. Uh, glad to be part of the podcast and uh, certainly appreciate the invite. So let's jump into this. And I got to ask, how did you get involved in the construction industry? <laughs> well, it's a really good question to kick it off. I think uh, one of the interesting things about construction, uh, CFMA and construction financial management is, is not everybody uh, goes to college or goes to school thinking, hey, I want to get into construction finance. And and I kind of uh, fell in that same boat as well. When I was in school, I was a business management major and uh, studied accounting as well and, and really had thought that I wanted to get into investments or finance or Wall Street or something glamorous like that uh, and ended up uh, in the construction industry. So uh, this is actually a really good story. I tell many of the interns that come in the Jay Raymond and many of the new folks as well. But uh, in college, I played baseball and during the summers, I used to umpire baseball games to uh, to make a little bit of money and have some spending money around uh, around campus. So uh, this was 13 to 15 year old boys. And uh, I loved baseball and it was a great way, again, to make some money and meet some new people. Uh, but during that process, for the couple of summers, I became very friendly with many of the, the parents and family members of the kids from the games that we were umpiring. And I um, uh, was always friendly with the kids and always said hello, talked to folks and a couple of the parents actually took a real interest in me uh, after the first summer of umpiring games and started, hey, what are you, what are you going to do in the future? What do you want to do when you get out of school? Um, and I gave them the answers that I, I thought where I wanted to go into investments or banking or, or something like that. And uh, a couple of them had actually said to me, hey, would you ever consider construction? And uh, the funny thing there is I'm not very handy. I can't fix things. I'm not great. I'm, I'm really, I, I couldn't build. Um, and it was really nothing that was uh, really ever in my wheelhouse or my my train of thought, but I had cultivated these relationships with the parents over the summers and said, yeah, sure, I would love to come in and talk to you guys about opportunities that, that they had with the company and uh, what the company was all about. So uh, three interviews later, uh, I was in, out, in, out, in, out. Uh, and before I graduated, I had an offer to work at a, uh, an ENR top 10 firm uh, who was in the same city where I went to college as well. And I didn't even know they were in my backyard. So it was, a, uh, it was an interesting relationship story on just how to communicate with people, talk, and, and how op you, ne you really never know how opportunities are going to come up. And uh, I have a great time telling people that, hey, because I umpired baseball games in the summer in the late 90s, uh, I ended up with a couple opportunities to join a, a great construction firm. And 25 years later, here I sit. It teaches us nothing else. It's really communication such an important part. Of, of what we do and relationships are such an important part. I mean, that being said, I mean, there's a lot of things had to go right. You needed a little bit of luck. You needed good timing. Uh, you needed hard work and education as well. It's just not, it just doesn't fly by and it happens. Uh, but those opportunities present themselves. And sometimes you just got to learn to put yourself out there, uh, whether you're a person that likes to put yourself out there or not. So how did you then get involved with CFMA and the eventual CFMA leadership? Sure. So uh, early on in my career, I 
my goal was to try to seek as much education as possible. I was part of a management training program with the, uh, with the firm that I was with, and they were very pro-education, very pro-learning. Um, and, and at the time, I had had some peers that were in CFMA uh, within that local region as well. Uh, but, but again, early in my career, I thought CFMA was an organization really of more advanced folks, um, more so than, than newcomers into the industry. And I was invited to join a couple meetings and try to get some education. And I learned very quickly uh, that it was a very, a very good peer-to-peer -peer network and your experience level uh, and education really didn't matter. And that it was really that um, all of us were in construction finance and whether you were young, old, uh, experienced or not, everybody worked together to help provide the education and opportunities for, uh, for leaders within the industry. So that was really... That's really how I got involved with CFMA at a, at a grassroots level. Um, and then kind of as I moved around, uh, not only New England, but then down to Atlanta for five years, and then ultimately to uh, Central Florida or Orlando, where I am now, I was always involved with CFMA. Um, and then ultimately in the Central Florida chapter, uh, joined the board uh, and then ended up being the president uh, locally for four years. And then after that, it joined many other uh, uh, portions of CFMA along my journey uh, to help the leadership path. That is quite the journey from New England to Florida and everything in between. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was neat. I think, I, I think in construction finance, at least when you're working for some of the bigger companies, kind of the way to gain education and gain experience is you go where the jobs are and you go where the opportunities are. And uh, earlier in my career, I had those opportunities to travel before I settled down with a family and kids and everything else and uh, took advantage of those. So I got to meet many great people from across the country and uh, had, a, had a great learning experience, not only through the organization I was with, but, but through the different CFMA chapters that I had been with as well. Nice. So as someone who's kind of experienced CFMA in a couple different locations, is that something that you're looking forward to? as the chairman, you know, getting to, to get out there and see all the different chapters. It, it is. I think it's one of the most exciting parts of being the chairman for the next year. Uh, not only having the opportunity, opportunity to lead the organization or the association, but to meet with members, right? So not only from my own chapter, but from all across the country. And I think over the last couple of years, having served as treasurer and then most recently vice chair, uh, I've had those opportunities through regional conferences or through other chapters to just meet people that are just like me, uh, whether I'm chairman, vice chair, I'm just another uh, CFP in the industry. So it's been, it's been wonderful uh, the last couple of years to meet, meet folks from across the association, but I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to meeting more people, shaking hands and, and getting to know the folks out there. So um, I, that's an exciting piece of it. In addition, I know we're going to have our first in-person conference since 2019. Uh, we're going to be in Atlanta this year. So Certainly looking forward to getting back on track with a in-person conference and be able to do that as well. Um, and then really at the end of the day, when you look at it, CFMA uh, has been an association for 40 years. There's been many, many great leaders before me. Uh, and, and my goal is really just to continue to build on that 40 years of CFMA success. There's no secret sauce or special recipe. Uh, I'm honored and humble, humbled to be in the, uh, be in the position, uh, but we're just looking to build and grow off that first 40 great years. That's a great plan for the upcoming year. I'm excited to see how this all works out for you. I am as well.
Profix Software centralizes all your financial data, including ERP, CRM, HR, estimating, and project management for a complete view of company performance. Contact Profix to learn how we can help better manage your project's cash forecasting, RIP reporting, margin fade, and equipment utilization. So this podcast is all about giving and getting advice. So I have to ask, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Really, really good question. And I've got, uh, uh, fortunately, I've had a lot of great people in my life and in my career, not only at work, but uh, uh, family members as well. And I could probably list 20 things very quickly that would fall into uh, the best advice. I think one of the ones that I always fall back on is really very, very simple. It's, it's to be able to listen first. I think so many of us nowadays are out there and, and we're all smart people, uh, very well-educated, very well-spoken folks. Uh, I think a lot of times people get so interested in what their response is going to be that they don't actually step back for a second and listen. Uh, really, if you step back and you listen and seek to understand, um, the conversation will be a lot better. Uh, you'll have a better understanding and, and it really gives you a couple seconds to think about what you want to say and make sure that it's, uh, it's in depth and it's, uh, it's the right thing to say. I think, I think that in addition to just communication is the key. Maybe I'll give you a one a and a one B here. Uh, communication is key to everything. Uh, good news, bad news, neutral news, uh, you've got to be able to communicate effectively. And without being able to communicate effectively, it doesn't matter whether you're a CFP or uh, you're making widgets or whatever else you're doing in the world. If you can't communicate clearly, it, it's very difficult uh, to be successful in business. So those, those are two of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten. And I will tell you, I don't follow them 100% of the time. I wish I could say I did, uh, but I'm probably a good 85, 90%, at least on the listen first side, because uh, it's just something that's been ingrained in uh, in my mind. So th those are two really good pieces that I've uh, received over the years. One A and one B. I like it. They they definitely build off of each other. And I do have to say, since hosting the podcast, I've gotten a lot better at listening. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. And before we let you go, Tom, what is one piece of advice you have for someone new to the industry? Sure. So I, I think this, this one, along with the last question, I mean, there's a number of different areas you can go to, but um, kind of taking a piece out of the first question and the third question that you asked me, uh, get out there and make connections, uh, shake hands. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that um, you want to be able to make the connections. And again, not everybody's the most outgoing person. I would tell you personally, I'm not the most outgoing person in the world. Uh, but certainly being able to make connections, shake hands, say hello, uh, just smile. Sometimes it's as simple as just a smile, uh, but you want those connections. You want to meet people that are in your industry, outside your industry, and, and, and make those connections. So uh, as somebody working new into the industry, you want to know as many people as you can, network as best you can, make those connections, and have genuine uh, relationships. I think that's that's one piece of advice. Uh, the other piece is kind of putting yourself out there, right? So that kind of goes hand in hand with shaking hands and making connections with people. But you got to be willing to take a step forward. When somebody asks a question and nobody steps up, be the person that steps up, right? Um, make a difference. Uh, I think that that's something very important to somebody new into the industry as well. And then really the, the listen first, speak second piece that I just touched on a minute ago about the best piece of advice. I think that's a great piece of advice for anybody, whether they're new to the industry or not. Uh, just be able to listen, listen, seek to understand, 
and then be able to speak second. I think that's something that's uh, it's done very well for me over the years. And I think it'd be a great piece of advice for somebody new to our industry as well. Well, thank you so much for all that advice, Tom. I hope that everyone takes it to heart and, you know, gets out there and starts shaking hands and meeting people because as you pointed out, we'll all be in Atlanta in a few weeks for our annual conference. That's, uh, that's what it's all about. It's, uh, it's really, if you tie it to our conference theme, it's about coming together. So the, uh, the 2022 conference theme is called coming together and, and, and connections and relationships and shaking hands and getting back together. Uh, that's what CFMA is all about. And, and I look forward to meeting many people at the conference upcoming in May. And, uh, I appreciate you having the, uh, having me have the opportunity to speak on the podcast today. So thanks so much, Kate. Well, you know, Tom, thanks for joining us on Voices of CFMA. I really appreciate you taking time out to do this. Um, and thank you everyone for tuning in for this month's episode. Don't forget to join us next month. Until then, bye. Take care. <laughs>